just want to tell you, thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for the power of the Holy Spirit. The grace of God to be able to uh, live before you in our generation. And so tonight, Lord, I pray that you'll anoint our ears, anoint our eyes. God, help us to see what only the Holy Spirit can reveal. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, um, I drive from Cyprus to Pasadena every morning. Uh, usually leave my house about 5 o'clock in the morning. And uh, it's 50 miles, actually about 46 miles from Cyprus to Pasadena. And I don't have any uh, anybody who rides with me. I ride by myself every morning. But the thing about it, that's my time with the Lord, you know what I mean? I've been, been doing that for going on 12 years, making that trip like that. And uh, it's during those times that I recognize that I'm, I'm never alone. That God is, he's with me. And I'm reminded of that, you know, during those times that he's really, really real and really, really close. Matter of fact, uh, he's on the inside of me. Amen. And on the inside of you, too, if you're born again. Uh, what a blessing it is to be living in our generation in this dispensation that we're living in, the New Testament times. You think about um, King David, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Samson. All those great, John the Baptist, <clears throat> John the Baptist, all those great men that we read about in the Old Testament, they don't have what we had. They didn't have what we had. We got God actually dwelling on the inside of us. And uh, that's what I want to talk about tonight, the God inside of us, the God inside of us. Uh, it's very important that we really understand the one that we have living on the inside of us. Because when we understand that, we're able to not only fellowship with him, but to release his power into the earth. Because that's why he's living on the inside of us, for that fellowship and so that we can release his power into the earth to hurting people. Um, I want to begin in John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And it says here in John chapter 14, verse 10. This is Jesus talking. He says, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? 
the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. In other words, those words don't come from me. I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. You know, Jesus was always conscious of the Father's life and power within him. He was always conscious of that. And the reason why he was able to do that and was always conscious of that is because he denied the flesh. He uh, denied his five physical senses. He, didn't, uh, he wasn't led by them. He was led by the one that was on the inside of him. He focused within. And what he's telling us here in verse 10 right here is that this was the secret to his power or to the release of God's power within him. It's because he was always focused on the indwelling Father within him. And I really think that that is uh, what God wants us to do. First of all, he wants us to release his power just like Jesus did. And he wants us to focus on the one who lives on the inside of us. And I really believe as we do that, in these last days, we're going to see more and more of the manifestation of the kingdom of God in our lives. Um, let's look at John 14 and 20. At that day, you shall know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. He says, in that day, he's talking about the New Testament dispensation, the time that we're living in. He says, in that day, you're going to know that. What the modern church needs is a revelation of the God within us. That's what we need is a true revelation of the Zoe life of God dwelling on the inside of each and every one of us. The life of God. And when we recognize that, I believe it's going to take us out of the ordinary into the extraordinary, where God desires that we live. Uh, Jesus wants us to experience that today. But it only happens as we focus within and focus on who lives on the inside of us. Uh, I'm going to go through John chapter 17, where we're going to see the, a conversation within the Godhead, Jesus and the Father talking. And I think it's going to give us some insight as we study this into really and truly how real this is. John 17, verse 1. That's where I want to start. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven. And he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy Son, 
that thy son also may glorify you. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So Jesus says that eternal life is knowing God and Jesus. There's nothing more intimate than that. That's as intimate as, uh, as we can get, is knowing God, knowing the life of God, and having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So eternal life produces this intimacy where God can live on the inside of human beings. So when we got born again, when you got born again, and eternal life was imparted on the inside of you and I, the very life of God was imparted. Now, when we really realize that, when we recognize that, it takes away all of the, it should take away all of the pressure and all of the fear and all of the uh, insufficiency that we got in our flesh, the uh, inability that we got in our flesh when we recognize that it's not us who's doing the works, but it's him doing the works through us. It should take away all oppression. Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works shall you do because I go unto the Father. So those works that he wants us to do are accomplished when we recognize that Jesus, that God lives on the inside of us. And a revelation of that is necessary if, we're going, if, the, if the Holy Spirit is going to flow through us the way God wants to. Wants to. You know, pastors have been doing a, a series of teachings on the gifts of the Spirit. And all those gifts, obviously, are needed in the church. All those manifestations are needed in the church. But those uh, manifestations of the, uh, of the Spirit are, I think, manifested more and more when the church realizes that we got everything that we need on the inside of us. Because God is indeed dwelling inside of us. You know, I was thinking the other day about how the laying on of hands really works. When we're really conscious of uh, the God in us and the power of God on the inside of us, uh, we realize that when we do lay hands on a sick person, that it's God's power leaving our body and going into their body. That's, that's, that's really what's happening. It's his power that's dwelling on the inside of us, is actually affecting the sickness in somebody's body and removing that burden and that yoke by the power of God within us. Uh, it's a release of that that causes the, 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 the uh, healing and the deliverance. But it's an understanding of that that, that causes faith to rise. Uh, this kind of may sound kind of funny to you, but as I was, as I was studying on, along these lines, matter of fact, it was last Saturday, uh, God told me, my people need to start practicing that. And I was like, what do you mean, Father, practice that? He said, well, uh, they need to start practicing laying hands on, uh, on, on anything. Just lay hands on something. And, 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 and imagine... My power leaving their body going into uh, a sick person. Somebody said it sounds kind of weird. 
but that's how God explained it to me. Uh, we need to learn to practice the release of the power of God. Because when we're, when we're uh, faced with uh, people coming to us with, for prayer needs, we need to already know, have a knowing that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world or that, that sick person that's standing before us. If that power doesn't originate with us, it's God's power, but it, God wants us to learn to release it on purpose using the power of the name of Jesus. And that power will flow every single time when we understand that, when we get a revelation of that greater one living on the inside of us. A lot of times uh, Christians are kind of, you know, uh, not really bold along these areas. And I think when we start practicing the release of that power, we'll become more bold in, 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 in the way we approach uh, sickness and disease and, and deliverance. Um, that's just something that he told me uh, last week. But that eternal life, the understanding that eternal life dwells on the inside of us, will produce that intimacy that we need from God. Let's look at uh, John 17, verse 16. Again, Jesus talking to the Father. He says, They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. What he's saying is, they are not ordinary. That's what he's saying. He says, they are not of the world, just like I'm not of the world. They're not ordinary. And, and, and we need to recognize that in our everyday lives as we, as we discern the power of God or the God living on the inside of us. Because he lives on the inside of us, we are not ordinary. So we can do the works that John chapter 14 talks about. John chapter 14 verse 12 talks about. That's why Jesus said, the works that I do, you can do also, because you're not of this world. You're not ordinary. God is actually living on the inside of you. That's what makes us different than Isaiah. That's what makes us different than Elijah. The Spirit of God would come upon those guys and, and, and leave. But the Spirit of God never leaves us. We always have the power of God available to us on a moment-by-moment -moment basis when we recognize that. And God will release that power when we discern that. So the worst that, that Jesus said, the worst that I do, they will do also because they're not ordinary. They're just like I am. That's what he was telling the Father. They are not of the world even as I am not of the world. You've got to view yourself that way, that you are not of this world. Therefore, you can do the works that he did. He wants you to. He wants me, uh, us all to flow in that power. Not just Pastor Goodluck, not just Pastor Andy, but every born-again believer has that potential to flow like this. Let's look at uh, verse 20. Let's read on down. He says, Neither pray I for these alone. He's, he's saying, I'm not just praying for the original disciples. That's what the uh, religious leaders would, 
would try to get us to understand, cause us to understand is that, you know, that was just for the early church. All these things are just for the early church. He says, I'm not praying for these alone, just not those original apostles, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us. Notice the emphasis there. Now, he's talking to God the Father, but he's, but he's, but he, and God the Father knows all this, but yet, yet still he prays this specifically, that they would, that we would get a revelation that God is living on the inside of us. Again, let me read that again. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. So again, Jesus wants us to focus on the fact that we are one with him. That he actually is indwelling us on a moment-by-moment basis. And that we have an unlimited resource dwelling on the inside of us. Remember what he, uh, when he's talking about the woman at the well. He said, whoever drinks of this water, this natural water, will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. He, he wasn't just talking. He, he meant exactly what he said. That there, that, there would, that there would be on the inside of the New Testament believer a reservoir of unlimited power and grace living on the inside of us. And uh, what, what we have to do is uh, we have to renew our minds to that. We have to, we have to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to renew our minds to who we have dwelling on the inside of us. So he says, And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. So Jesus says, I've given them everything that I had when I walked the earth. I've given it to them. They're not ordinary, just like I'm not, I was not ordinary when I walked the earth. That they may be one even as we are one. Next verse. I in them, think about that. He says, I'm in them, that thou, and, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. That the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. So again, the focus is on the Godhead dwelling on our, the inside of our physical bodies. The King, G, King Jesus lives on the inside of us. Think about that. I mean, that's the type of stuff we need to meditate on on a, on a daily basis. Instead of meditating on your problems all the time, begin to meditate on that. Instead of meditating on, on what's the, the natural circumstances that's coming against you, begin to meditate on the one who dwells on the inside of you. It'll take away some of that fear. It'll take away that doubt. It'll take away that unbelief. It'll put the devil in his place when you think like that. That God indeed dwells on the inside of you, in a, in, inside of our physical bodies. I in them and thou in me. So the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you and I right now. A lot of people say, well, when I, when I get to heaven, you know, that I, I, I'll enjoy the benefits of that. No, you can enjoy the benefits of that right now 
if you'll discern that. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. Let's kind of build upon this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For in him, talking about Jesus, in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So when Jesus was walking on the earth, the fullness of God was living on the inside of him. He, of course, he was God and is God. But the Father and the Holy Spirit dwelled on the inside of him. Jesus was full of God, and you are full of Jesus, so that you're full of God also. Think about that. Jesus was full of God, and you're full of Jesus, so you are full of God right now. Let's look at verse 10. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. In other words, everything that he has, you have. You're complete in him, the Bible says. You have all that the king has living on the inside of you. Paul prayed in the book of Ephesians that we get a revelation of this. That the power of God was dwelling on the inside of us. Father, give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of their understanding that they would know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. That exceeding great power is on the inside of us right now. We, we got everything that we'll ever need right now on the inside of us. We're complete in him. So we don't have to uh, wait until we get to heaven to release the power of God. We can release it now because we've, we're well fortified with the power of God right now. Again, meditation on this will cause you to be fearless in the face of uh, difficult situations. In the face of impossibilities, it'll cause you to be fearless because you know that the greater one is living on the inside of you. I was talking to a lady the other day and she was telling me that she was uh, battling a spirit of fear and that, uh, I mean, she was a strong Christian lady too. She's full of the word and everything, but, but, the, but the enemy was uh, oppressing her with a spirit of fear. And I began to, uh, you know, just, just tell her, you know, what the word of God said about that, that God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. And that, uh, you know, you don't have to uh, be afraid of the enemy in, in any way, shape, or form. That indeed, greater is he that's in you than he who is in the world. And then I, I, I let her to the word of God, I said, well, you know, the Bible says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. And uh, understand that when the enemy comes against you, he's coming against God. <laughs> and he will flee because of that. 
You know, if, if we could see ourselves in the spirit, it would really amaze us. Because, you know, the enemy, he can see in the spirit. He can see the God in you. But what he wants to do is he wants to blind us from the reality of who we have with us at all times. He wants us to walk around afraid in life, afraid that our needs are not going to be met, afraid that, you know, that sickness that attacked your body is going to stay. He wants us to be afraid of those things because he, he, because he wants us to stay in the dark concerning the greater one living on the inside of us. But when we get a revelation of what we look like in the spirit and who we have dwelling on the inside of us, it'll eliminate every fear and every demon that's coming against you and trying to oppress you, they'll go the other way every time uh, they, they come against you. They'll, they'll turn and go the other way. The only reason the enemy will come in and try to oppress you and, and will, will remain is when we don't understand that. He knows who understands that and who doesn't. And he'll go the other way when he, under, when he, when he, when he understands that you understand. Okay? So it, it's imperative that the church get an understanding of this, that we are indeed, we indeed have God dwelling on the inside of us, that we are complete in him, the Bible goes on to say, which is the head of all principality and power. So we don't have to be afraid of any of, any of the enemy's uh, tactics or anything like that. We, we already got the victory even before we go into the battle because greater is he that's in us than he who is in the world. Let's look at Luke chapter 12. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, fear not, this is Jesus talking again, fear not, little flock, but it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's our father's good pleasure to give to you the kingdom. God wants us to experience all that the kingdom provides. But we must discern the kingdom's location. You know, a lot of times we talk about the kingdom of God. You're thinking, well, you know, it's streets of gold and, you know, mansions and things like that. And, and, and certainly that entails part of it. But uh, the Bible tells us, Jesus says that the kingdom of God is within us. That's where, that's where, that's where all the uh, power lies. The kingdom of God dwells on the inside of us. Let's go to the next verse and let's look at that. Okay. Well, it says that the communication of our faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you. When we recognize that the kingdom of God is already within us, when we understand and begin to acknowledge those things, that's what causes our faith to really work. When we acknowledge what we've already got on the inside of us. And that the kingdom of God is already, everything that we'll ever need has already been, been imparted into our reborn spirits. So that's why the Bible says that when we acknowledge all these good things that's, uh, that's already on the inside of us, 
it'll cause our faith to really work. And when you recognize that your faith, that, that your faith is wor- uh, when you acknowledge all that, the, that the power of God is on the inside of you, it causes you to have boldness so that you begin to release those things that's already on the inside of you. And it'll cause your faith to work. Again, you won't be afraid anymore when uh, the enemy comes against you. You'll understand that you have, God has already given you everything that you'll ever need in the time of uh, trial and trouble. So our faith will begin to work when we begin to acknowledge what God has already placed on the inside of us. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. Thank you, Lord. Paul writes that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable under his death. So Paul says, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. He wants to know that resurrection power of God that's available to him. He wants to know the unlimited power of God already dwelling on the inside of him, the power of the Godhead that's dwelling on the inside of him. He wants to know that. He wants to have a revelation of that because when he gets a revelation of that, it causes him to experience all that the Godhead has provided through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. All those benefits of the resurrection of Jesus Christ become, uh, become manifested when we recognize that resurrection life on the inside of us. So the, the healing that you need for your physical body, it's already on the inside of you. A lot of times, you know, we'll, go, we'll, we'll ask God to heal us and, 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 we'll, and, and we'll pray to God that, that, that he'll heal us. But, the, you know, actually, he's already healed us. That's why the Bible says in, the, uh, uh, I think it's Second Peter, he talks about, by his stripes ye were healed. Well, when he healed you, was, was, he was on the cross. And that power that was uh, manifested on the cross after his resurrection was not, is, is imparted into your reborn spirit. So actually, what we need to do in, in order to receive that healing that you need for your physical body is begin to look within and know that it's already done. You are, the healing has already been accomplished. And ask for that power to be made manifest to our soul so that it can come out and affect our natural bodies. And that's how it works. When you, when you begin to discern the healing virtue of the Lord Jesus Christ already on the inside of you, that's when the power is released. Has you discern that. So, uh, actually, I mean, we can pray and ask God to do certain things, but God has already done a lot of the things that we're praying about. He's already given you the prosperity that you need. It's already been imparted to your reborn spirit. The resurrection of Jesus Christ has afforded us all the benefits of salvation. And, 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 and God himself is our guarantee of that. He lives on the inside of us. All he's trying to do is get us to recognize 
what he's already done. Just like the book of uh, Philemon said, uh, when we begin to acknowledge these things, that's when the power of God will begin to manifest in our lives. That's when we begin to see the healing. That's when we begin to see the prosperity. That's when we begin to see the deliverance that we need as we begin to acknowledge what we already got on the inside of us, the God inside of us. Let's go to the book of Colossians, and I'm going to get ready to close here. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 26. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations. King David didn't know this. He wanted to know about this. Isaiah wanted to know about this. Solomon, all those guys, Samson, they wanted to know about this. But the Bible says it was hidden from them, ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to the saints. So God is saying that those things that were hidden from them have been revealed to us. This kingdom of God available to men. The kingdom of God living on the inside of us right now. It says it's now been made manifest to his saints. Now the problem with that is that a lot of saints don't have a revelation of it. We're walking around uh, still paying more attention to our five physical senses than we are to the Spirit of God and all the benefits that are already available to us by way of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at verse 27. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. So Paul really uh, stressing that this is just not a Jewish thing, but that the Gentiles would also be filled with the Holy Spirit. They would also, through, through salvation, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it goes on to say, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ, translate that, the one who removes the burden, the one who destroys the yoke. The burden removing, yoke destroying power of God is already on the inside of us. Everything that we need in life right now to defeat the devil, to bring deliverance to not only our lives but to those that we come in contact with is already on the inside of us. Christ in you, the expectation, that word hope simply means expectation, the hope of glory. Again, when Jesus prayed in the uh, book of uh, John chapter 17, he said, and the glory which thou gavest me, I've given to them. All the glory that Jesus experienced when he walked the earth in terms of him delivering the captive and setting the captive free, that same glory has been imparted into our reborn spirits. And, that, and he expects us to release that power so that, so that he can use us to indeed set, set the captive free in our generation. So he says, which is Christ in you, the expectation of glory. So, in essence, what's holding us back is just a real revelation of what we already got and who we already have living on the inside of us and God's willingness to work through you. Uh, 
in these last days, it's not going to be no great, no great preachers doing this. It's going to be the least of us. It's going to be, you know, the, 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 the person who sat in the pew. They're going to be the ones doing the miracles. They're going to be the ones who uh, God's going to use in these last days. But it's as we get a revelation of, of the availability of the power of God that we already got. Uh, a boldness has to be developed. And that boldness comes when we recognize these things. You know I mean, you'll be in the supermarket and God will, God will quicken you. Go pray for that man that's paralyzed over there. And because you'll understand that you indeed have the ability through God, through Christ, to do that. A mir- that's how miracles happen. When, when, when we step out and are bold in public. A lot of times, you know, in public, we, for whatever reason, you know, we don't think it'll work. We think it'll work inside the church, but it'll work outside the church just like it works in, in here. When we really believe that we have the goods, that we have the ability through Jesus Christ to do these things. We, we have the grace of God. This is not a complicated message tonight. God, what God wants you to understand is that you indeed have everything you need to minister to that hurting world out there. You got resurrection power on the inside of you. Um, and I really believe that in these last days, in the coming days, we're going to start seeing it more and more. I believe we're going to see it here at the Ark Fellowship in a greater, greater measure. Because I believe uh, by God's grace, our minds are going to be renewed to this. It's going to, it's going to be just uh, something that we, we, we experience on a, on a regular basis. I even envision them bringing somebody from the, from the funeral home down, down, the, down here, and we'll raise them from the dead in Jesus' name because of that life that's on the inside of us, the ability of God on the inside of us. Nothing shall be impossible to us because of who lives on the inside of us. We've got to see ourselves as he sees us. Stand to your feet tonight. Father, what, uh, what you said tonight may seem uncommon to some of us. It may seem uh, that uh, we're unable to flow with you like this. But God, you sent Jesus to the cross so that we could be filled with your presence, filled with your power, filled with your life. Father, help our, our minds comprehend what you have done. Help us see God those things that have been freely given to us through Jesus Christ. God, may your, your bold, your power flow through your people like never before, Lord. May we be vessels, God. Carry your presence wherever we go. May we begin to acknowledge, Father God, 
you indeed live within us. 